Well, Ulysses, it is a Friday episode, and unfortunately, we don't have Evan Class today. He is covering the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they seem to have. We have, hopefully, the next best thing for our listeners out there, and that is a mailbag episode on a Friday. And we haven't done a mailbag episode in a couple weeks, so this should be good. Let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure you check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays as well as all the other traditional podcasting platforms. We're also on social media, Twitter and Instagram at LockdownRays. And you can email us anytime, LockdownRays at gmail.com. Speaking of that, we have a couple of mailbag questions to dive into before we get to our usual Friday affairs of baseball trivia and name that at war. Let's get started. Let's open this mailbag right up. Hey, Kevin Elises. This is Ben Rosa. Hopefully you guys are doing fantastic. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to chime in on my thoughts and observations of this past opening sweep. And uh, first off, there's fire in each of these players, something that we didn't see much of last season, if anything at all. There's passion, there's urgency. I don't know, even the way they're attacking the at-bats, it's just been something, wow, refreshing to see. I have a couple questions. Uh, number one being Brandon Lau. Say, hypothetically, we get the same Brandon Lau we've been getting the past few seasons with his constant injuries and just weak at-bats and his lumping ways. Do you see him being traded? I think I do. That's my theory. I think we've been trading for cash a lot just so we can make a big move and bring in a, a, a I don't know, all-star caliber player to help just carry us the way through the all-star break. Not that we need it now, but it's still early in the season. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, guess that's the only question that I have. I'm excited. I see a lot of urgency, passion with these guys. I'm so fired up. Jose Siri has been great. I think Taylor Walls is going to be a major improvement. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, you know, let's go race. All right, we thank Ben Rosa for the participation and the comments there. Some hot takes, very hot takes, uh, particularly on Brandon Lau and I believe this voice memo was sent before Brandon Lau had you know four home runs in a row and is on a tear barreling up everything and looking uh, like an all-star caliber player which he is when healthy again Ben Rosa made a really good point about the health and the ability to do that we know how much time that Brandon Lau missed in 2022 we know how much time he missed in 2019 as well and hopefully uh his back and other issues are uh gone from him but uh, i just don't um i don't see 
any scenario where the Rays would want to trade or get rid of Brandon Lau, considering even if, even with his health issues, that team-friendly contract is just, you, you don't, you don't relent from that. And with the new rules changes in effect, we've seen it already this season with Brandon Lau, where hard hit line drives or hard hit grounders that are pulled, they're finding holes, they're finding windows where before with the shifts, you know, you hit a line drive exit velocity of hundred miles an hour and it might get caught because, you know, they're, they're doing the, the Joey Gallo defense against you. So yeah. I think that um, in and of itself is really going to help Brandon Lau uh, tremendously, not to mention the elevation of other players in this lineup to where he has a little bit of protection in addition to protecting others. And I'm fully expecting, assuming he's able to stay healthy for the first half of the season. I have, I have all-star appearance, all-star birth written all over Brandon Lau because when healthy, he's, he's Chase Utley. He's Ian Kinsler. He's a, a legit tooled up, uh, very refined second baseman. You won't find many second basemen who can hit uh, 283 with a one daughter for an OPS. I mean, his OPS right now is at 1041. That's ridiculous. He's got five home runs, like you mentioned. Uh, look, look I'm, before it sounds like we're going to pile on Ben here because he's a yes. friend of the program and we're not piling on him again. He did send this after only three games. It's been a minute, like we said, about mailbag episodes. However, I know that he's not alone. I know that a lot of people would want to trade ben, Brennan Lau. And here's the episode for you everydayers that you can bookmark. And if you're new to the show, well, you can also bookmark it as well. Brendan Lau is not going to get traded. Not this year, not next year, not the next. It's impossible to trade this much value. It would be... You, you can't get enough value from untested prospects that would not be worth paying what you just signed Brandon Lau for four years ago or five years ago. I mean, yeah. again, just let me tell you what he's going to earn this year. He's at 5.2 mil. That's a bargain. Next year, 8.7 million. That's a bargain. 10.5 million. That's a bargain for 2025, which is the first club option. Okay, would be his first free agent year. And then 2026, it would be $11.5 million. Again, that's a bargain for 2026 at age 31. Why is it a bargain? The last, the most expensive is 11.5. People, the Rays paid $11 million to Kevin Kiermeyer last year. To Kevin Kiermeyer. Okay. Yeah. And we all love Kevin Kiermaier and everything that he did for the organization. You put Kevin Kiermaier and you put Brandon Lau. Who do you want on your team? Yeah. You'd pick Brandon Lau 10 times out of 10. So I know that Brandon Lau can be a frustrating player when he's, when he's you know, in a rut, which can happen. He's a streaky guy. And it's uh, going to happen at some point this season, for sure. Of course it is. And it's going to be very, very frustrating to watch. But when he's hot, he can literally be the best player in baseball. Let me rephrase that. He can literally be the best hitter in baseball, not the best player, the best hitter in baseball. So again, this episode, bookmark it, you everydayers and those who are new to the show, because we're getting new subscribers on YouTube, which is awesome. Thank you for clicking that subscribe button and hit that like button right now. It's completely free and it helps us reach more race fans. Um, it, it's bookmark it. He's not going to get traded. It would be a very silly thing for the race to do unless you're going to get Shohei Otani 
in the trade, right. you don't get you you don't you don't get Brandon Lund. By the way, for Shohei Otani, you would probably need uh, three more uh, guys to to get Otani back. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's just yeah. it would be silly to trade Brandon Lau. Uh, extremely, extremely silly. And I know that you haven't been the biggest fan of his defense, but he's made some really great sliding turnaround plays where, again, he's, he's showed himself at second base and maybe part of it is he's, he's feeling great. His body is in a tremendous place. Now I'll be really curious to see deep. Okay. It's not, uh, you know, Omar Vizquel over there, but he's, he's made some solid plays where you have to come up, make a turn sliding throw. Wednesday uh, was probably the best I've ever seen him make a play. Uh, you know, he actually had to go from the second base position over the second base and throw basically off balance from the shortstop position. And, you know, the Reds challenged it, but the, the call yeah. stood. Uh, so that was the best play I've ever seen from Brandon Lau. He also had a nice little glove flip last year, which was pretty impressive. But no, I, I think he's either average or right below yeah. average. He, we're in, not in going to confuse him for, I mentioned Omar Vizquel, I know shortstop, but Brandon Phillips. We're not going to, you know, yeah. uh, compare those two players, but I think he's adequate and he more than makes up for it with his offensive capabilities. Now, I will be really curious to see when teams, I think, start to pepper him more with sliders and change-ups, how he adjusts and handles that. I think we started to see that a little bit in the Toronto Blue Jays series, but um, with Brandon Lau. And again, what's been the whole messaging point for the Rays, the camaraderie and the continuity. You don't take a glue guy out of the equation that, you know, fits in with, Hey, it's, it's Yandi, it's Randy, it's B Lau, it's Wander. You don't want to upset the apple cart with that by any means, especially as Brandon Lau with Kevin Kiermeyer gone, he's trying to take more of that onus and, and that leadership and, and be, more of that clubhouse presence besides what he can do on the field. So, um, yeah, I think that I fully expect a, a big, big season um, from Brandon Lau. And, and I think it would be a mistake to to trade him. And, and I know that Ben had mentioned, you know, bringing on a, a veteran all-star caliber player. There's no guarantee that that works out. A guy who has a strong pedigree and doesn't do much in a raised uniform, whether it's the new environment, the new change, um, you know, you're struggling for whatever reason. I mean, Dave, David Peralta, Nelson Cruz, we can go on down the list. So I think it would be um, very unwise to, to, to make that maneuver. And let's be frank, how many guys on this roster have the capability to put together a five-war season? Oh, a five-war season. And I'm going to go traditional stats here. Ben and everybody else who would like to get ben, uh, uh, Brandon Lau off the team. Name one player that you can put green skittles to say, yeah, I, can, I I believe this guy can hit forty bombs. It ain't Wander, it ain't Randy. Paredes does not get enough time. No. Luke Rayleigh, come on, be serious. Josh Lowe, the rookie. Wander Franco, he's he does he hasn't shown up. Yandy Diaz, the guy that 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 possibly could hit twenty. There is not one yeah. single guy who could give you forty pumps. Brandon Lau has given you 39. Yeah, with the little, you know, the 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 nice bouncy ball in 29 in 2021. But you know, I, I again bookmark this. He will live through yeah. the whole entirety of his contract. It is way too good for the value that he provides. Brandon, if you have a Brandon Lau jersey, good for you. That was awesome because you're going to be wearing it until 2026. 
Yeah. If he had, I mean, if we're just talking money in dollars as far as what teams pay for one more, one win above replacement, Brandon Lau could probably average 50 games a season over the course of that contract and still it being a net benefit for the Rays. Like, that's just where we're at right now. So, um, again, uh, I, I do not see that happening. And, and again, if he struggles, I mean, it, if there's a time to trade him, yeah, maybe when it, I, I would think it, it might have been after that remarkable season in 2021 where he's at his highest. You don't want to sell low on a guy like that. And I feel like, again, across the league and throughout baseball, just as a general statement, I don't think. Brandon Lau is as appreciated and as valued as he should be. And maybe it's part of the market. Maybe it's part of the fact that he doesn't have that, that Chrome or that flash or that pizzazz. Um, you know, there could be a, a multiple uh, multitude of reasons, but um, it's, it'd be really, really hard to get back the value um, in, in a trade or a deal like that. So uh Expect a lot more of Brandon Lau coming up. Um, that's just our our take anyway. We've got another mailbag question to get to, plus baseball trivia name that war. But first, we have to tell you about game time. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the bre- uh, the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And then the tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email, which is a pain, as we all know. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB, L-O-C-K-E-D, O-N-M-L-B for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Somebody, t- I, I, I have a feeling that somebody used or multiple somebody used uh, game time for the old Taylor Swift concert in Tampa. Boy, was that crazy. This next mailbag question, not a voice memo. We always appreciate the voice memos. Uh, from Steve Rains. Steve poses to us, how much tinkering, if any, do you think the Rays front office should be doing with the roster over the next six weeks, give or take? I love to see minimal tinkering. We have an incredibly talented dynamic team who has earned the opportunity to fail forward. We have the early wins for some cushion and extra bites out of the apple is win-win. Well, good to, first of all, good to hear from Steve. Uh, it's yeah. been a minute, so hope you're doing well. I I kind of agree with Steve. I don't think there's a lot um, to do right now uh, with this team. The team looks good. Obviously, there there are going to be droughts, you know, defensively and 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 offensively, and with the pitching, you know, we are starting to see a little bit of of cracks in the rotation with Jeffrey Springs being out uh, for the next year and a half. 
Um, hopefully he, he does the whole Tyler Glass now time frame and you could see him potentially in mid-June, late June of next year. But again, that doesn't solve your problem for 2023. Uh, if you're looking ahead with Zach Eflin uh, facing the White Sox on Sunday, Glass now returning in about a month, you get two really good guys very soon. Tosh Bradley has shown his stuff. So you got three guys there. Then you have Drew Rasmussen fourth then that fifth spot am i missing somebody kevin shane mcclanahan duh how could you forget about the a word or what could be the a word what could be the a word um so yeah no i i i think it's the depth that maybe has you a little bit worried because luis patino didn't do so hot still in triple a uh josh fleming and johnny torinos have done well but only as three inning guys not really a starter so if somebody else goes down that's going to be a little bit more difficult so I understand the move there, but I still think that the Rays are holding, uh, you know, they're standing pat for, for the foreseeable future because they've created such a big cushion. If you would have seen them a little bit more on the struggling side and, and kind of dancing around 500, then maybe I would say, hey, maybe they're going to, you know, pull the trigger quicker to, to make something happen. But right now, I don't see any reason why they need to tamper or, or, or mess around with their roster right now. So you don't foresee by the time June 1st rolls around a deal similar to what happened in early 2021 where the Rays trade Willie Adamas and get back Drew Rasmussen and J.P. Fireyes. And you don't see a move of that caliber happening over the next six weeks or so. Uh, the kind of the only move I would foreseeable in the foreseeable future like that, like maybe in a month or two, it would be something like Luke Grayley and, and or – Harold Ramirez uh, being traded off to make some space for Curtis Mead. Yeah, no, that Kyle that's an interesting question and interesting point. I mean, I guess it depends what Steve is getting at or asking as far as tinkering. I mean, there's going to be constant bullpen tinkering. And just like last year, there's probably going to be 30, 35, 37 different pitchers used. And a whole lot of guys will get opportunities here and there. And with, uh, the way the, the starters uh, have been uh, damaged uh, thus far, I, I think you're going to see more openers and bullpen days and, and bulk guys getting work and opportunities. And, and a lot of guys, that, that Durham shuffle, I think, is going to be utilized quite a bit. But as far as, um, you know, those call-ups, that's going to be an, an interesting point, an interesting question. That's kind of what I have earmarked is um, – Josh Lowe isn't going anywhere. I don't think Taylor Walls is going anywhere. I don't think Vidal Bruhan is going anywhere. Injuries may have an effect on another guy getting an opportunity. But at what point do you say, okay, we gave Luke Rayleigh his shot, but now it's Curtis Mead's season. Now it's Jonathan Aranda's season. And right now, if you look at the numbers, you know, I don't know how much to read into them, but Mead and Aranda are struggling and struggling pretty mightily in AAA. And Luke Rayleigh's cooled off to some extent uh, at the big league level thus far, but he still can definitely, I think, has shown that he can hold his own. But you wonder where that sticking point, that tipping point is, or if the Rays get into a position where there's so many injuries and it's like, we need a veteran arm, we need a veteran starter, and you might see uh, an offensive player or two uh, packs together, i.e. Luke Rayleigh, i.e. Harold Ramirez, to get um, whatever arm is is out or available on the market. But there is going to become a, a point, I don't know if it's going to be within the next six weeks, or it's going to be later on in the season, or maybe not until 2024, where you have to 
make a decision on where's our spot created for Curtis Mead. Is it, you know, we can add Isak Paredes to the equation, but I guess I, I would think that, I mean, maybe this is a, a question for another episode or, or a larger topic is who's more expendable if you're the Rays? Is it Harold Ramirez? Is it Luke Rayleigh? Is it Isak Paredes? Uh, that's a, that is a really good question. Uh, you know, we are saying Curtis Mead uh, for if if for the Luke Rayleigh Harold Ramirez position, but like you mentioned, he is struggling. So why would you bring a guy that's struggling right now? I, I don't think uh, you know that that might be the the way to go. You know who's not struggling and he who's also a friend of the program is Kyle Manzardo. Yeah, he is not struggling at all people so if you have if you don't know his numbers he has a 923 ops a 283 average and three bombs already uh in 13 games so could he be a little bit more of a better uh fit uh for yeah. this team if a harold ramirez and or a, uh, a luke Grayley is off the team and then you can have a little bit more first base which is kyle manzardo's position and it's the third position that curtis mead himself talked about on this podcast yeah so uh, maybe it is a common zardo instead of a, of a curtis mead so uh, that's the kind of move I'm, I'm seeing the whole veteran pitcher i see your point i don't think they go that route unless there's an other unfortunate injury to the guys uh that that make up the rotation yeah. right now if, if a glass now efflin mcclanahan Rasmussen, um, Tosh, if they go down, then maybe they go that route. Knock on wood. Yeah. That's not going to happen. I'm glad you brought up, I'm glad you brought up Kyle Manzardo too, because that is a guy who I think is a fast riser and continues to be a fast riser. And people yes. need to learn the name Kyle Manzardo. If you not listen to our uh, in-depth interview with him, you need to go check that out. Um, maybe not in, in the national prospect world or, or, you know, I'm, I'm sure Rays fans, if you're prospect hugging to some extent, you know about him. But Peter Bendix has been throwing little hints that Kyle Manzardo is legit. Yeah. And Luke Rayleigh, let's be honest, he's a stopgap. Kyle Manzardo, he's a long-term answer. Isak Paredes and or Harold Ramirez, stopgaps generally. Curtis Mead, long-term answer. So um, those are are points to bring up and, and think about going forward. But Again, I, I like the point that uh, Steve brought up of, you know, failing forward, giving guys an opportunity to have ebbs and flows to the season, because uh, that's the thing is, is keeping this group, keeping this core, keeping these, these guys together because they seem to be enjoying their company. Yeah. And, and, uh, and high runs, low runs, whatever it may be. So that, that special sauce um, counts for a whole lot. Everybody's talented in baseball, but can you get together, play well together and enjoy each other's company that can carry a team to a world series. Quite frankly, and, if you don't have that one sour, one bad apple, one clubhouse cancer. Yes. And talking about uh, good team chemistry, guess what? You can build your own team chemistry. If you download ultimate pro baseball GM right now, download it from your app store today and start playing the coolest game for a baseball fan. Okay. If you've ever thought about being a baseball GM, this is your opportunity because this game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise. You can hire the right coaches and staff. You can scout and draft the players. You can navigate your team through free agency and all the ups and downs of the season. So today locked on race listeners, you will get a 100% free boost to your franchise. When you use the promo code, 
Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N in the game store. So make sure to check it out to download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or guess what? Just take your phone and look it up on your app store. Uh, so today, download Ultimate Baseball GM so you can start your dynasty right now. All righty, uh, baseball trivia and name that war time. We again want to thank Ben Rosa and Steve Rains for the questions. You can send us voice memos or traditional emails to lockdownrays at gmail.com. We've got other ones that we can eventually get to, but it's a Friday, so we got to have a little bit of fun in the final segment as well. And my trivia question relates to obviously the Rays are hitting bomb after bomb after bomb uh, every game this season they've hit at least one uh the rays are also facing the white Sox, um so i figured why not tie those two angles together for my trivia question because in front of me i have a list of the home run leaders career leaders in franchise history for the chicago white Sox, one through ten ulysses i need five of those names all-time chicago white Sox home run leaders all time let's go with the first obvious one frank thomas very obvious and very correct he is number one on this list with four four eight let's go with number two paul conerco also a very good guess and very accurate one as well he is number two on this list with 432 can you tell me the number of home runs that number 10 has on this list 152 so it's a big drop off from number one to number two. i'm gonna go maglio ordonez maglio ordonez also a good guess and you would be correct he is number six on this list with 187 I'm gonna go with Mr. Jermaine Die. Are you looking at the list right now? Is that what you're looking at over there? No, I'm looking at the AC over here, but <laughs> but I feel very confident about this uh, list right now. Am I killing it? Did I ask this question previously? No, I really, I, I kind of, I, I used to dig the Chicago White Sox when I was growing up because of Maglio Ordonez, you know. Yeah. All right, Jermaine Die. That was your guess. Yeah. Correct. He has 164. He's number eight on this list. So those four were my lock. Yeah. My locks. Now, I'm kind of screwed, Kevin. Um, I mean, I you have, have three strikes. So I have to think of old-timey Chicago White Sox players because none of the guys in the roster right now have over 100 home runs. There's no bleeping way. Uh, no Berger, no Anderson, none of those guys. Um, ooh, did Pesetnik get 115? No, no way. No way. That would be ridiculous. Rowand? No, he played in the Phillies for too long to do that. Jim Tomey was already washed when he went to the White Sox. Aaron Rowand, I think, was a cousin of James Shields, if I recall. Yes, he was. Very nice trivia fact. Um, okay, okay. I'm gonna... Nah, no Gordon Beckham. No way. Uh, 
I'm missing White Sox Legends. White Sox Legends. I must be something. Oh, got this. Ag per Aj Persinski. Aj Persinski, your favorite television broadcast is incorrect. Strike one. Damn it! That hurt. I had that. Chicago White Sox. Um, and as a little hint, I mean, you watched a lot of these names. Really? I could have probably made this trivia question. Hey, guess eight of these. Wow. Wow. AJ Perzinski had 188 career home runs, but he also played for Minnesota in Atlanta and St. Louis and Boston. 19 years in the bigs. That is insane. As a catcher, that too. That's that's Ooh, crazy. Like, that's a man's man. That's a man's right. man right there. Mustache going. <laughs> also from uh, Dr. Phillips in Orlando. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. He's a Florida guy. Yeah. yeah he's a Florida boy. A lot of baseball um, players are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. White Sox, White Sox, White Sox. What you have Thomas, thinking? you have Pernerko, you have Ordonez, we you have Jermaine Dye. I I cannot for the life of me think of any other. I mean, one of these Sox. is just a no-brainer. Power hitter, no-brainer. White Sox people, write it down in the comments right now, right now, if you already know who I'm missing. Pitch clock's running out. I know. I don't have anything right no now. No more, uh, no more Garcia Parra here. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, Gordon Beckham. Gordon Beckham, strike two. One more guess. Just give me a name. Aaron Rowan. Strike three. Damn it. Frank Thomas, one. Uh -huh. Paul Canerco, two. Number three, you wanted him on the raise this year. Jose Abreu. Son of a... With 243. Number four, somebody named Harold Baines with 221. Number five, somebody named Carlton Fisk with uh, 187. Uh, six, Maglio Ordonez. Seven, Robin Ventura. 171. Eight, Jermaine Dye. Nine, Bill Melton with 154. And number 10, Carlos Lee with 150. Shame. Shame. You should have gotten one more. Shame. You got yeah, four I... that quickly. I fully expected you to get one more very easily. I, I guess I only had four in the in the in the tank, man. Damn, that really sucks. But you know what? I hope I can do the same to you with my name that war. If you are an everyday or you know how name that war works but if you're not an everydayer and you're about to become an everydayer of this show well let's tell you name that war is when we take a player from the past and we try to guess without looking anything up just using our baseball archives in our mind what their career war is according to baseball reference and that player for uh, for today's segment is a white Sox of the past he was a world series winner in 05 with the Chicago White Sox, and his name is Joe Creedy. What is Joe Creedy's career war according to baseball reference? Joe Creedy. 
something tells me he never made an all-star appearance and was underrated. He probably played about 12 years in the bigs. I don't think they were all with the White Sox. Um, I don't know if he ever had a 30 home run season to his name. I think he played third base, if I recall. He's probably more of a lighter hitting third baseman. I'm, I'm having the imagination or the premonition that he probably averaged, you know, 275 to 290 and gave you like 18 homers and 70 RBIs per season. With that backdrop in mind, um, I'm going to say his career war is 22. And as that is your final answer, you did love Joe Critty, maybe a little bit too much because mm. his career war, according to baseball reference, is 14.7. 14.7, but he did. Uh, you did undersell him on the All-Star. He was an All-Star in his second-to-last season at 30 years old um, wow. in 2008, which, unexplicably, I don't know how because he only had 17 bombs, 248, 314, 460 slash line, a 773 OPS, which was a 99 OPS. Plus, he is in his career, he had 140 pumps with a 748 OPS, so pretty respectable World Series ring, one-time All-Star, one-time Silver Slugger. Uh, pretty, pretty cool. And you are right. He did not only play with the Chicago White Sox. His last year was with the interdivisional rivals, the Minnesota Twins. That's a good name. See, I like names like that. Yeah. Tell you what. Uh, yeah, so... I'm gonna have to stump you on next week's name that war. I'm already but like somebody that we know. For God's sake, you know sake. Shannon Stewart. You know Rondell White. Zero, zero knowledge. Not of those that two out guys. the question. Okay, what are your parameters? Like God, somebody at least kind of famous, like Joe Creedy. You remember Joe Creedy? Shannon Stewart. Get out of here, Rondell. I didn't even know Rondell White. Like double. Shannon Stewart had like double the career war. Of Joe, not memorable, bro. Not memorable. And Joe Grady was. He's probably the most unmemorable vanilla Are you player me? Did ever. Did you ever see those blonde locks? Are you playing third? Too memorable, if I recall. Too oh, memorable. Man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll get back on it. Um. All right. Thank you all for listening and hopefully enjoying the Locked On Rays podcast. Stay tuned. We want you to be an everyday. We want you to listen every single day and interact with us we love and appreciate that as well we'll be back next week hopefully after a series win see ya